Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Mitzi, Oven Mitt, right-hand gal, and award-winning plant parent. Award-winning? Oh, I'll tell you all about it. Don't you worry, Molly. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. It's day three of Lime Week. Today, we have a great show limed up for you. First up, it's some mind-blowing flavor science in pressing questions. Followed by the queen of citrus herself in our wild card. Ah, I can't wait! Cue the theme song. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Mystery recipe. So, Mitzi, you're an award-winning plant parent? I am. It's just a little something our friend and producer Chad made up for me. But look, it's a first-place ribbon. Ugh, listeners, in case you missed it, in week two, our intern Greg got me a basil plant named Basil, and he's perfect, and I love him, and he's still alive. I'm doing great at not letting him die. Love it. This ribbon even says, ready for harvest. It does. I've been meaning to ask Chad what that means. Harvest. Well, harvest is when we gather plants that we eat. Things like fruits, vegetables, and herbs. I bet your basil plant, Basil, is ready to have some of his leaves plucked to be used in cooking. Oh, is that what this ribbon commemorates? I've been meaning to ask you about this part, actually, Molly. I feel weird using basil as food. Well, I can definitely imagine why, Mitzi. Plants are living things, and I know how much you enjoy taking care of basil. But almost all of what we eat has been a living thing of some kind at one point or another. It's how food works. Really? Almost everything? Yeah, almost everything. Think about a hamburger, for instance. The hamburger bun is made of wheat, which is a plant that grew in a field somewhere. You might have a slice of tomato or some lettuce, which might have been grown on a farm or in a garden. And the hamburger itself is made of beef, which is from cows. Hmm. So some people eat plants and animals? We do. Many plants are grown in gardens and many animals are raised on farms so that we can eat them. It's where food comes from. And so it's not really a sad thing that I might use some of basil's leaves in my cooking. Not at all. That's what basil plants are for. And probably why Greg got him for you, because he knows you love to cook. And using fresh basil is super delicious. Plus, with a plant like basil, if you harvest some of the leaves, it will encourage more to grow. So don't pluck them all at once, and basil will stay happy and healthy. Molly, Molly, Molly. So much helpful information. Now I can't wait to make something truly special with my basil leaves. I just want to find a recipe where he's the star of the show, you know? Well, I have a few suggestions for you. But first, do you mind helping me with our next segment? Oh, of course not. 
Listeners, it's time for Pressing Questions. That's right. Pressing Questions, listeners, is a segment where we answer a question from a young chef using science. Every week, we go through our emails and voicemails and find a question that we can conduct a science experiment to answer. And then I will call up a kid recipe tester to try it out. Here's how it will work. We are going to talk to a kid recipe tester in their home and go step-by-step through each part of the experiment in our episode. And when we're done and our episode is over, we encourage all of you to recreate this science for yourselves in your own recipe labs. And don't forget to tell us how it went. You can send us an email at mysteryrecipeatamericastestkitchen.com. I'll go through everything you send us. Oh, we're so excited to hear from you. All right, should we get started with today's question, Molly? Ready when you are. Let's hear it. I've heard that your tongue is covered in taste buds. What are taste buds and how do they work? That was Asha and Lena, who are ages 9 and 6 and live in Boston. Molly, what did they mean by tongue is covered in taste buds? I don't see them. Where are you, my buds? Where are you? Your taste buds are really tiny, Mitzi. You can't see them with just your eyes. You need a microscope. And we actually have thousands of taste buds all over our tongues and the inside of our mouths. They do some pretty amazing stuff when we eat and drink, which we'll learn about in just a few minutes. For this experiment, we're going to be working over the computer with Asha and Lena. Hi there, guys. Can you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Hello, I am Asha, and I'm nine years old. Hello, I'm Lena, and I'm six years old. We are so glad to have you on Mystery Recipe. In today's experiment, we're going to put your taste buds to the test. All right, so Asha and Lena, tell me, what do you already know about your sense of taste? Okay, so I know what taste buds is. They are how I think of them as little dots, I guess, on your um, tongue. I also know that taste buds, there are different sections of them. Like you've got like a little area for like sweet things and like other things for like bitter or sour. Amazing. You guys know a ton about your taste buds already. So there are currently five different tastes. Sour, sweet, salty, bitter, and umami. Umami is the savory taste that you might associate with like beef or mushrooms. Teeny tiny receptors on the taste buds in your mouth detect these five tastes in the foods you eat. In our experiment, we're going to focus on sour. You're going to taste some sour foods before and after you eat something called a miracle berry tablet. And we'll see if eating the miracle berry changes how sour the foods taste. That sound good? Yes. Listeners, if you want to try this experiment at home, you'll need a few different sour foods. You don't need all of these, but here are some examples of sour foods that would work. Things such as lemon wedges, lime wedges, blueberries, strawberries, Granny Smith apples, Greek yogurt, apple cider vinegar, or salt and vinegar potato chips. You'll want to have at least two pieces of food you pick, and then you'll need one Miracle Berry tablet, which you can ask a grown-up to help you order from the internet. Miracle berries, also called miracle fruits, are native to West Africa. They look kind of like cranberries and have a pretty mild flavor on their own. Miracle berry tablets are just little candies made of miracle berries. All right, Asha and Lena, let's start by making a prediction. Do you think the sour foods are going to taste the same or different 
after you eat the Miracle Berry tablet? Um, I think they're going to taste a bit different because when I have to take medicine like Tylenol tablets, um, I get this weird taste in my mouth and then I eat something or something. It tastes different than it normally would, so I think also it'll taste a bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. Should we give it a try? Yes. Okay. All right. So what sour foods are you guys going to be tasting today? What do you have in front of you? Limes and lemons. You know what? Coincidentally, I have the exact same things. So take a bite of each of your sour foods, and then afterwards we'll talk about how they taste. First, let's start with limes. It is so sour that it's also a bit bitter. Well, the taste is kind of sourish, bitterish, but also a little sweet to me. Um, and also, I get this weird sensation in my ears. So, if you were to rate how sour the lime is on a scale of one to five, one being not sour at all and five being super sour, what would you say it is? I wish there was a number in between two and three. Well, let's just say two and a half. You could totally say two and a half. Okay, two and a half. Lena, what do you what do you say? About three and three quarters. <laughs> three and three quarters. All right, that sounds great. Should we try the lemon next? This time it's so sweet and so good. Oh, so you're a big lemon fan, it sounds I like. I actually lick lemons a lot, and I love bitter and sour things at home. On a scale of one to five, how sour was the lemon? Mm. About two and a half. One. One. <laughs> For me, it was a five. It was really sour. It still feel it in my mouth. Maybe I had a really sour lemon. I don't know. Very sour. All right, so now is the most exciting time of the experiment. We all need to take out one Miracle Berry tablet and put it on your tongue and suck on it until it dissolves. Don't chew it. You want to move the tablet around your mouth. You want it to touch as much of your tongue and the inside of your mouth as possible. That's where your taste buds live. So good. Do you guys like it? It's very good. Very sweet. I want to try one of these berries by itself, not, like not on a tablet. And I would like, if I really, really like them, I would eat like a whole bowl full of them. I would too. They're very interesting tasting, aren't they? All right, so we've eaten our Miracle tablets and now we're gonna try our sour food all over again. So let's start with the lime. It tastes very good. I know it's mm. so sweet. It's like only a little like sour, but like when I, Get it on my lips that doesn't have the miracle berry, but it tastes so, like, so sweet. Very sweet. It's sweet. Does it still taste like a lime or does it taste like something totally different? Something totally different. Yeah, it's super sweet. On a scale of one to five, one being not sour and five being really sour, how would you rate this? Um, one. One? I agree. It's a full on one. It tastes like candy. All right, should we try the lemon next? Tastes a little mm. sour. Like, I rate it as a two. It's really good still. Yeah, you're right. It is a little bit more sour than the lime still, but it still, it tastes like a lemon candy. <laughs> it's so sweet. It's a two. I do one. And two, two. Yeah, so how would you compare it to the last time you tried the lemon? much sweeter and it has a different taste to it. All right, so can you guys give me a recap of everything that just happened? 
Um, I think the Miracle Berry changed the food that, like, the foods I ate to be, become, like, sweeter. And not to worry, the Miracle Berry effect is only temporary. Your taste buds will go back to normal in an hour. In an hour? Guys, I was about to have dessert, although I guess my dessert must just taste extra sweet. All right, so the Miracle Berries made all of the sour foods taste sweet. Tart lemon slices tasted like sweet lemonade. Sour lime tasted like a piece of sweet key lime pie. We'll unpack this miraculous science right after this word from our sponsors. Grownups, these ads are for you. I want to tell you about our sponsor, the Kroger family of stores. One of my favorite things about Kroger is all their delicious Kroger-branded products called Our Brands. They have everything from ice cream to produce to pet food, and these are products you can only find at the Kroger family of stores. Kroger stands behind each and every one of them with their quality guarantee. If you're not delighted, let them know and they'll make it right with a replacement or refund. Our Brands makes shopping easy, delicious, and affordable. So check out these fresh ingredients and seasonal favorites on your next trip to the grocery store or by heading to Kroger.com. Molly. Chad. I am so excited to talk about some of the awesome books America's Test Kitchen Kids has available for all of the young chefs out there. Me too. There is the complete DIY cookbook for young chefs filled with awesome recipes and dishes that kids will recognize and fun ways for them to make them at home. Things like Pop-Tarts, pancake mix, French onion dip, all types of good stuff. Yes, and there's my first cookbook filled with easy and delicious recipes like our banana oat pancakes or applesauce mini muffins that are kid-tested and kid-approved. Absolutely. All of these and more are available wherever books are sold. Amazing. So many cookbooks. So many. Plus, for any Mitzi fans out there, we have a new picture book called Mitzi the Oven Mitt Goes to School, a story about being brave, written by our very own Chad. So excited for that one. It is available for pre-order now and will be coming out in August wherever books are sold. Be sure to check it out. And we are back. All right, let's wake up our taste buds and synthesize this sour science. Ugh, those miracle berries sound like some tricky fruits. They sure are, Mitzi, but not in a bad way. You're totally right. They totally twist your taste buds when it comes to sour foods. But before we get to that, we should probably talk about how your sense of taste actually works. I'm guessing my new friends, my taste buds, have something to do with it. Exactly. On your taste buds, you have even tinier things called taste receptors. Each of the five tastes, sweet, sour, salty, bitter, and umami, has its own special taste receptors in your mouth. When you eat something sour, molecules in the sour food trigger the sour taste receptor. And then the sour taste receptor sends a signal to your brain that says, I'm eating something sour. And as a reminder for any new listeners out there, Molecules are super, super tiny particles. They're the building blocks that make up all the things around us, including lemon slices and miracle berries. That's totally right, Mitzi. So do the miracle berries make your sour taste receptors stop working? Not exactly, but that's a great guess. 
Scientists are still studying exactly how miracle berries work, but here's what many of them currently think based on their research. Miracle berries contain a molecule called miraculin that attaches to your sweet taste receptors. When miraculin meets something acidic, like sour lemon juice, it changes shape to fit even more tightly into those sweet taste receptors. That tighter fit makes the signals to your brain extra powerful, like yelling, I'm eating something sweet, instead of whispering, I'm eating something sweet. Those signals are so powerful that they completely overtake any signals telling your brain that you're eating something sour. So even though the sour foods are triggering your sour taste receptors, your brain doesn't really hear them over all the I'm eating something sweet signals. Exactly. It's not really that the food tastes less sour, it's that it tastes more sweet. So much so that you hardly even really notice the sour anymore. That's why Asha and Lena didn't even pucker when they ate the super sour lemon slices after eating the miracle berry. Mala, you said that this is what the scientists currently think, and currently means right now. Does that mean the scientists could change their mind at any time? Believe it or not, Mitzi, scientists change their minds all the time. Whenever they get more data or information, they revisit what they think. Really? Absolutely. We talked about this all the way back in week one when Chad talked to neuroscientist Dr. Murthy. Part of a scientist's job is to analyze data and then use it to make the best conclusions they can. If they get new data or more data, they analyze it and sometimes they discover that what they originally thought was wrong. Was there ever a time where you realized you were wrong about something after you got more information about it? Hmm. I didn't think I liked Brussels sprouts until you gave me some roasted ones to taste, Molly. Those were the best Brussels sprouts ever. Now I eat them all the time. That's a great example, Mitzi. You got new information or new data about Brussels sprouts and you changed your mind, just like a scientist would. We'll have to check back in with the Miracle Berry scientists to see if they change their minds about how they work. Or maybe I should go work as a Miracle Berry scientist. I could get paid to eat the most sour foods, like sauerkraut, soursop fruit, sour candies. Those are great ideas. But you aren't limited to just foods with the word sour in their name. Any sour-tasting food would work in this experiment. But count me in for taste testing with a few sour candies. Those are my favorite. Well, that about wraps things up for our experiment today. Are you going to try lots of other foods now and see what they taste like? I may, although I just had dinner, so I'm kind of full. Um, (laughs) Me too. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this amazing science experiment. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. And listeners, if you want to try this experiment at home, remember to tell us how it went. Grownups, you can reach us at mysteryrecipe at americastestkitchen.com. So, Mitzi, any plans on what you'll make with your basil leaves? Well, I was thinking about it during the experiment, and I think I'm going with pesto. Yum. Listeners, basil pesto is a type of sauce that's made with basil, pine nuts, parmesan cheese, and olive oil. Right. It's delicious on pasta or with garlic bread or on a sandwich. Ah, I'm going to have basil pesto on everything. Well, if you have any extra and feel like sharing, you know where to find me. Oh, you got it, Molly.
But before we go, it's time for our wild card. Each week, we like to end things with something a little wacky in our wild card. And today, we have a hot new album drop from the queen of fruit pop. Really? Yes, it's a Beyonce exclusive. Are you ready for Limeade? I found the juice beneath your end The sour juices of a lie Sour juices of a lie Having the juice to save some time The surprise new album from Beyonce, it's time for Lime. Little zest, little zest, add a lot of flavor with just a little zest. You know I grow on trees, I really grow on trees. Limeade, move into a new level of sour with all of Beyonce's biggest lime-themed hits. Remember those bonds you built and protein I'm breaking them down. Marinate your fish in some acid. You've got ceviche now. Limeade, delivering all the juiciest lime flavored hits that you didn't know you needed. All the citrus slices, all the citrus slices. Now pick your rinds up. Cause if you like it, then you gotta take the peel off it. If you like it, then you gotta take the peel off it. Oh, oh, oh. Limeade, all Beyonce, all limes, all the time. I'm so I'm To get them, call 555-LIMEADE and ask for Beyonce. I was picked like this. I was picked like this. With seedless limes, tell them. Limeade. Limeade is not real. This isn't an album because who would make an album all about limes? Not Beyonce. She's not real either. Don't bother calling that number. That's also not real. Who in the world? Limes. Who in the world? Limes. Limes. Limeade. It's about limes. If you like it, then you gotta take the peel off it. Uh-oh. Ugh, so catchy. Super catchy. Also, a plant. Limes grow on trees, which are plants that are alive. So true. Just like almost all of our food. All right, I think we're just about out of time for Lime Week. What a week. This week, we learned all about key limes and how to zest and how miracle berries make sour things sweet. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? So far, we've talked about cinnamon, vegetable oil, garlic, chipotle chili powder, tomato sauce, and limes. You'll have to tune in next week to find out what our next ingredient will be. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. It's a great way to support our show. Or you can give us a review. Until next time, keep Keep on on cooking. cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am a chocolate croissant. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is Eggs Benedict. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a breakfast burrito. 
Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Anya Jeshik and Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. They are two eggs over easy with a side of corned beef hash. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a Pop-Tart. Our post-production supervisor is Jen Margolis. She's French toast. Our line producer is Diane Knox, who is also an omelet. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's two double lattes. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a blueberry pancake. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, senior editors, Afton Cyrus and Ali Velez Aldifer, test cooks, Andrea Vavgin and Cassandra Laughlin, assistant editors, Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger, and assistant test cook, Kristen Bango. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan and Brianna Maya. Vocals by Brianna Maya and compositions and instrumentals by Megan Bagala. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger and the National Mango Board. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kits. I found the juice beneath your ride. The sour juices of a lie. Mitzi, let's go. I gotta lock up the studio. Okay, just a minute. Having a juicer saves some time. When you're trying to juice a lie. I'm coming. Did you hear me hit that note, though? That's what they call a run in the biz, Molly. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.